Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. In the house before time. Glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Happens to be 505 on this um, May. Uh, April 24th, I'm sorry, April 24th. I'd be closer to a very special date if it was May. Um, glad to have you. We are uh, once again finishing out a wonderful day where the weather has been fantastic, marvelous, uh, I might say. I'm looking out now and no no uh, assiduous amounts of chemtrails falling down on you and me and on the soil and the trees and everything so pretty good day had a long walk had a had a really nice walk today beautiful beautiful hillsides over here got a lot a lot of oxygen in my lungs and uh did some exercise some cardiovascular little li- weight lifting and uh core work trying to get in shape for the summer you know um, and I hope you are as well um so so many things going on I say that every week and it's because it is so many things are going on in our in our world I'm listening to Two very, very bright intellectuals who are uh, philosophical in their in their uh, background and discipline, but have a, a very acute uh, understanding of where our world is going geopolitically as well as scientifically. They do um, have uh, extreme skills in the area of cognitive science, social science and uh, and, and, you know, and therefore see what's going on in terms of the patterns that are developing politically and socially. And uh, because they have a theological piquant as well, they can see where theology has taken a backseat to science in such a drastic way. Even um, what we call Christianity has fundamentally succumbed, fundamentally succumbed to become one of the three monkeys, which basically is see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Um, We have certainly become the voice that has nothing to say about the radical deconstruction of the world that you and I are in. Nothing to say about the breakdown of our societal norms, nothing to say about the invasion of all of these new policies and new agendas and new manifestations and expressions of um, what we would call aberrations of reality, distortions of the truth, fantasies um, made up out of whole cloth uh, coming down to us from the powers that be, all of the manipulating sources by which propaganda spreads throughout the world. And there are so many fronts in which we could identify narratives that are basically designed to change your reality. And they are changing people's reality. How do we know it? Because if you try to have a conversation with anyone with any measure of seriousness about what's going on, very frequently you're going to be met with basically um, an ill-prepared response to 
why we are so far, far away from so many of the biblical norms that hallmarked our country and the Western world and even Africa. And I've said to our congregation for many years now that Africa was one of the first countries to move up out of the tyranny of Rome into a, a Christian worldview. Uh, and your Bible sets that forth clearly with the Ethiopian eunuch and uh, many of the early patristic fathers. Uh, emerging up out of uh, out of Egypt and out of Africa, uh, out of Ethiopia, and still some of the vestiges of those churches are still there. They fought valiantly against all sorts of heresies at that time. And I will assert to you today that it's still true that uh, you've got a number of uh, the African countries, South Africa, uh, to say the last, but a number of our um, African countries that have kept their hand on the pulse of a biblical worldview and have known how to respond to the winds of change that are taking place in the West. And so I'm going to talk about Uganda in a bit because their policies are outstanding in terms of just being different from everybody else. It appears that Uganda is not beholden to uh, special interest groups, uh, Vanguard, Blackstreet, the World Economic Forum, who any of the main uh, movers and shakers that are telling the world how things are to be and how things will be. Um, but but I do, I do, I'm going to quote some scripture for us to land our feet on solid ground in terms of the uh, paradigm shift. This is what uh, Vody Bauckham called it. He says, you and I are in a paradigm shift. And when a paradigm shift takes place, the ground cracks and there is a major movement of the tectonic plates. And you don't have to have done anything except be on one side or the other. And when the movement settles down, lo and behold, one group of people is over here and another group of people are over there. And, and that becomes an extremely problematic scenario as well. So let me read a portion of scripture. And then I'm going to set before you some observations that I have. We're going to read several articles. <clears throat> you, you might want to remark on how uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News has basically either been ousted or just stepped away. And we'll we'll talk about what we think may have been the cause for that, because if you guys remember, it was just, let's say, six years ago that Fox News looked at one way altogether, starting with uh, uh, with some of the major players at, at that time, O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly, if you guys remember, um, and, and many of his cohorts were taking a strong position against a lot of things that were uh, going on in our world, but they got caught with their pants down, literally. And, uh, and Fox News has been going through a major transformation ever since. But emerging up out of that has been Tucker Carlson and calling on all of the good scientists and good politicians and good doctors. And, you know, I use that word good in a very strategic sense because they were willing to face the barrage of lies that came out of our administration around the pandemic. And, and, and we, we have prevailed, um, at least in terms of um, standing on the truth that cannot be hidden, but for so long. And, 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 and Tucker Carlson played a critical role in uh, maintaining free speech. 
maintaining the capacity for us to hear from people who were on the ground, who were in the laboratories, who were in the White House, who were in the strategic positions where they could give a credible testimony to the contrary of what's being told the American people and the world. And so what, what do we mean by that? What, 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 we, what we mean by that is that it doesn't go away by sticking your head in the sand. It doesn't go away, you guys. Change doesn't go away by sticking your head in the sand. You can act like it's not happening, but it is. Change never goes away by sticking your head in the sand. At some point, we have to pay the bills. At some point, we have to reckon with what's actually happening in our world. What's actually happening in the Apostle Paul said, know this, that in the latter days, perilous times would come. Some translate that word as uh, times of difficulty with the metaphorical connotation of disease, perilous times, uh, pandemic times, uh, disease oriented times shall come. And what will be the manifestation of it? Men will be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, bolsters, um, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. There's your Marxism. Unthankful and unholy, without natural affection. There you go. That's Romans 1. Truth breakers, false accusers, meaning that they don't honor contracts, don't honor uh, covenants, don't honor um, what we would call common law. Um, they are fierce. That's what I want to talk about today. Every identity group that ever gets created and mustered and presented and and, and, and given to the world almost always is radicalized. Every group that has been fabricated, shaped, uh, framed, and then offered to the world as a victimized group almost always is radicalized. I'm going to share with you how we are there now with the trans culture. But I'm going to start way, way back, way back with feminism, make our way even to Islam because they were able to politicize Islam and radicalize Islam. If you don't, if you haven't forgotten, it was just a few years ago that the media was having the whole world scared of Muslims blowing up everything. Then all of a sudden they disappeared. Where did they go? The Apostle Paul says, these are traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Uh, it, it depicts where we are in our world today perfectly, masterfully. So this is a Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one 367 So much to talk about. one 367 Glad to be alive and well and in my right mind and uh, and uh, representative of many of you out there. And uh, you can speak your voice as we begin to pick up our callers on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Got to pay some bills. Got to uh, do some commercials. And then we will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Sure am. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Excited, excited, thankful, joyful, glad to be with you. As I said before the break, it doesn't go away because you stick your head in the sand. Um, facing difficult times is essential for all of us. It doesn't go away if you if you take a vacation from opinions. Doesn't go away. Facing difficult times is essential for all of us. 
men and women of faith must not think that the way you deal with difficult times is to stick your head in the sand. It doesn't go away because difficult times are designed by a sovereign God to try you as to whether or not you will stand up for truth. And here's the reason why, as I get ready to share with you my thoughts about how they've been working for decades to bring us to the point that we are. Um, when, when we're tried, our faith is tried. We get to prove whether or not we believe the God of the Bible and share that, notwithstanding the challenges that come with it. The other reason is because what God said was that you and I are supposed to be salt and light. That we're not here to just abide our time and get out of here. We're here to impact the culture. The rottening elements of human nature are to be preserved by the salt. The blinding abyss driven elements of human nature are to be uh, impeded by the light. Salt is to affect. Light is to inform. Salt is to affect the womb of sin and fallen nature. And the light is to inform humanity of what is the right way. And the people of God are called to be salt and light in the world. We're not being that. And so, as I said, a long time, a long time, we've been dealing with a social science experiment with serious medical implications. This goes way back to the beginning of of medicine, as we know now, uh, and has been paid for by our tax dollars via, via our government. And it has exponentially developed and emerged in, t- in our country and the world, but certainly America, and the altering of the mind. Legitimate scientists have marked how the uh, social transformation of our culture has been so radically uh, changed over the last three years. But this has been going on for many decades. But over the last three years, there has been a convergence of um, of of powers to actually move the needle of human opinion about a lot of things so massively that it's hard to believe what you are seeing and what you are hearing in the in the media today, the changing not only of the mind, but of the behavior. And now the additional modification of the physical body. So mark what I'm saying. I'm saying first the mind goes when it's brought into captivity by ideologies, by worldviews, by propositions, by narratives, by fantasies that are reinforced by repetitive propagandized tools and and methods, the mind is brought into captivity and altered. So the mind being altered necessarily follows with the behavior being altered, and that's been going on for 40 or 50 years. And then ultimately, here we are, are we not? The modification of the physical body to suit these changes, to, as it were, legitimize the hoax. In in a real way, we're all part of a big panoramic uh, movie, and people are dressing for the occasion. Different groups are dressing for the occasion. In fact, they're putting on all kinds of... um, you know, in in the uh, uh, in the moment, in the spirit, in the character. This is what is called getting into character. Folks are getting into character at the highest levels of scientific uh, capacity for modification of the body. That's what's going on. Uh, this is what's going on. This is what is called the trans movement. Many decades ago, the mind was unhinged from a biblical worldview. 
then the changing of the behavior. This is was a P, uh, pre um, what we would call uh, pre France Revolution. Uh, the brief I was watching a movie just last night that was indicating um, all of such of the revolution of France and the pre France revolution was a disembarking from a biblical worldview in a factual way and engaging in the profligacy of all sorts of sexual perversions. Very interesting movie, very good movie in, in terms of the presentation style. But you could see that they were promoting the transition of hum- humanity from a biblical worldview to a narcissistic, multifaceted, transsexual uh, society. And that was going on hundreds of years ago. Marx picked up on that. That's why Marx never really got into the moral ethical uh, dilemma of humanity. He only wanted to change the power structures and the economic aspects of it. So you and I are right fools in a in a a, a full suite of um, of of mass transformation at the physical body level. Um, not only has it been legitimized, but it has also been weaponized. And this is the part we want to talk about. Weaponized. This is part of the socialist transformational playbook. And this is how it goes. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. This is very clear. You create a victim group. You create a victim group. Almost 100 years ago, it was the women's movement. Remember? Um, Feminism. And the need for women to be free, the need for women to be able to vote, the need for women to have equality of of essence and all of that. And this is how it always works. Uh, a, A good thing is taken and then that good thing is used to create a catalyst for conflict. Uh, this is what we call a radicalization of a victim group. And so you had that with the women's movement. But you know what was already embedded in the women's movement. You do know what that is, right? It was homosexuality. Lesbianism was already embedded in the women's movement. They ultimately wanted to be free from a heterosexual framework of existence. That was the women's movement. And and what it was, it was also weaponized, as you know. They they were able to get into politics and hang out with the presidents and the and the hypocritical male patriarchal figures who um, uh, on camera and in front of the people would talk about policies of dignity and policies of of, of masculine uh, nobility, but behind closed doors, they were engaging in every frolic you could imagine. And so the women took advantage of that too. Um, And so, you know, there you go. Um, Men are toxic. And that was basically the message by the feminists in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Men are toxic and men are unneeded. Especially when scientific scientific revolution allowed for birth control. Once birth control came into play, women no longer were afraid to simply be chattel for men. And they divested themselves of the natural relationship between men and women. This is Romans chapter one. You know that. And uh, and exponentially divorce occurred and women uh, became single. And they began to enter into the same kind of base relationship that men did. Hence, Romans chapter one, your first uh, created victim group in America in the 20th century. The next created victim group in America in the 20th century were blacks, as you know. And people didn't know that they were simply uh, cars on the same train track controlled by the same um, the same uh, caboose. 
controlled by the same uh, engineering block. It was socialism, Marxist socialism. Let's get the women going and then get the blacks. And that lasted quite a while, as you know, throughout the um, uh, Vietnam War. And uh, the blacks were radicalized, if you recall. Uh, they got angry and, and got in the streets and they were weaponized. But in the same way in which the uh, this this socialist system uh, was able to um, weaponize blacks, they weaponized women as well and then created among them a capacity for them to become demoralized in their own groups. Demoralize and demoralization means that even though you might be a victim, you don't have the capacity to rise to a moral stance in order to be a model of overcoming victimhood. And so, for many African Americans, as much as they were able to have policies that would promote freedom for them, they weren't able to transcend their own intrinsic slavery of alcoholism and and uh, drugs and crime and 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 sexual uh, perversion. I'm going to be talking about that, uh, you know, kind of at the conclusion there, because this is all about breaking the boundaries of sexual fidelity within the context of a heterosexual marriage. You can see where I'm going. So the next victim group that we have to think through is the victim group of gays. Now, I told you last week, the gays were already in the pocket waiting for their turn. And not only did they become a bunch of victims for which, you know, the propaganda was to uh, love them and understand them and make room for them and policies for them. And thanks to, the you know, Barack Obama, the White House became the Rainbow House. And, and they they got there. They, they had their way. And you remember they were in the streets and they're still in the streets. And you remember they were breaking things and creating mayhem because this is this is how you transform a society. Then what was the next group? It was the neo uh, civil rights movement. That was a massive debacle with Black Lives Matter. We told you that that was a frock in the first place. Didn't last five minutes. Didn't last five minutes. It did a little damage, but didn't last five minutes because it was really just making room as the leaders of the Black Lives Matter women basically say Miss Colored said we are a trans organization. We want to destroy the heterosexual family, the heterosexual community. We are here to destroy it. Here we are. This is where you are today. This is where you are today. I'm going to read an article concerning an outbreak that occurred uh, in Congress just recently around this by one trans activist who is in Congress. And I want you to hear the chilling words that they rendered. A, another warning, another warning. There will be more outbreaks around the trans movement and the next group to be taken, to be victimized and then radicalized are the children. They're on their way already. You know that. They're rising up, 14, 15, 16 years old. Because pedophilia is right around the corner from being legitimized. What are we talking about, ladies and gentlemen? The utter end of a biblical worldview of the normative heterosexual family as we know it. That's what we're talking about. And it's not going to be 20 years from, the, from now. It's right up on us. So the word of the Lord is right and all of his works are done in truth. The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. This is what you and I are dealing with. Don't go anywhere. Got to pay some bills. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Lifeline. 
Indeed, we are the time 536. We'll go to the phone lines and after the next break. So two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 I'm trying to help you see the trajectory of history around the deconstruction of the West and where we are in the fall of our society, as Yuri Bismanov told us, the ex-KGB agent warned us in the 80s that we would be here. He said it wouldn't take but two generations. He was right. Socialism is a long march to communism. Socialism is a long, patient walk to communism. And uh, that's that's where we're headed. Um, and, and right now, front and center, you're going to be hearing it everywhere. This is called nudging. This is called jamming, where you just get bombarded by the propaganda around transgenderism. It's not going away. Like homosexuality did not go away. Like feminism did not go away. Like the civil rights movement did not go away. They had a purpose behind it, and that is to shift consciousness on the part of human beings, create uh, scenarios of conflict so that we could go to war against each other while they confiscate the wealth. This is where America is on the brink of tottering into um, a kind of isolated entity uh, on the world on the world scale when it comes to economics. But listen to this article um, concerning transgender lawmaker from Man- Montana who's been censored in the House after the individual made hateful rhetoric uh, remarks while debating a bill ending ending transgender procedure uh, for minors. So you you've got several states that are bold enough to say no, we're not doing it. You're not going to just chop our children's uh, vital organs off because they have been bought. Had they bought into some rhetoric that doesn't correspond to reality? By the way, uh, Chloe Cole, the detransitioning uh, female who has been everywhere standing up for the truth, has been doing some excellent work exposing this hatchet job that's going on with the physicians of chopping up and destroying not only the capacity for these transgender children to be able to um, to have a normal life, because in most cases they can't, particularly if they have full transitional operations. If they if they if they replace their their penises with a fake vagina or vice versa, which is such a hatchet job that it's it. In fact, they're almost never capable of any kind of sexual relationship. Now, just in case you don't understand what that's about, it is about destroying the capacity of us to procreate. Because at the highest levels, this is about putting an end to the proliferation of humanity so that we don't reach 10 billion people. So do everything to make them dysfunctional, do everything to destroy their reproductive capacity, change their nature, change their phenotype, change their expression. That's where we are with transgenderism. This man had a our female, our our man trying to be a female uh, was opposing SB 99. This is a bill also known as the Youth Health Protection Act bans minors in the state from receiving surgical procedures, puberty blockers, and hormones. Now, what's so bad about that? 
Nothing. The only thing I will say is if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer. This is what this uh, this transgendered uh, person that is in the um, Congress is saying. I hope next time you bow your heads in invocation in prayers, you see the blood on your hands, said State Representative Zui Zephyr. Zui Zephyr. Now, you know, that can't be his real name. Zui Zephyr. Who would name their child Zui Zephyr? So, you know, that's just one of those those uh, aliases that they, they give themselves. You read deep into it is probably some kind of mythological Greek god that we're dealing with. Um, a Democrat said during the House debate on Tuesday, referring to his chamber's opening prayer, Zephyr is the first transgender lawmaker in the history of Mon- uh, Montana legislature. And it goes on to say that House Majority Leader Sue Vinton calls Zephyr's comments disrespectful in the evening. Montana Freedom Caucus, a group of conservative lawmakers, demanded that Zephyr be censored for attempting to shame the Montana legislative body and by using inappropriate and uncalled for language during a floor debate. Now, you and I know what he was doing, don't we? We know that he was inflaming hostility on the part of the trans culture. And I'm going to share with you before I close today that there is a correlation between a massive growing autism and transgender communities. In other words, before the American Psychological Association cowardly removed uh, uh, dysphoria, uh, bodily dysphoria, uh, from a from its uh, from its analysis as being a, a, a mental condition, uh, sex dysphoria, their gender dysphoria is the way they call it. It used to be understood as something that was problematic on a mental and a psychological level. They removed it, but in fact, of the matter is, all the indicators, all the markers are acknowledging that what these young people are dealing with are psychological problems. They are not physiological problems. The problems are not solved by sex changes. All of the data is in. This is why I said Chloe Cole, young lady, she's getting at it because she's telling the truth about it. She was on a panel with several other detransitioning trans people who were saying the same thing. Their doctors rushed them into hormone blockers, rushed them into um, uh, preparation for surgery and rushed them into surgery. And many of them had it and regretted it. And and for some of them, uh, it's irreversible. Um, This is tragic. And guess what your media is doing? Hiding it. Like they hide everything that they don't want to get out into the public sphere so the public can be informed and make right choices. That's exactly what Hitler did when he was cleansing and puring society of what he considered diseased people because they did not conform to his beloved um, um, Austrian uh, Anglo-Saxon or Aryan race. We'd better say it much more like that. Um, As one of the uh, House representatives said, this kind and hateful rhetoric, this kind of hateful rhetoric from an elected official is exactly why tragedies such as the Covenant Christian school shooting in Nashville occurred. The caucus said in April 18th press release is exactly right. But see what I told you in my opening monologue, you guys. So now the trans community are radicalized 
as was the homosexual community radicalized, as was the Muslim community was radicalized. This is how we know there's something going on way at the top, DOJ, uh, DOD, CIA, FBI, and, and, and others who are seeking to dislodge our societies from stability and coherence and uh, a capacity to work out our issues on the ground among the commons because they want to rescue us from the chaos they are creating. That makes sense, I'm sure. In any event, what is amazing to me as I take a break and now I'll come back and take your calls is how Uganda never fell for it. The African country of Uganda never fell for it. Amazing. They did not fall for same-sex marriage. They said no. They said no, we're not we're not doing it. We see the evidence. We see that this does not promote um, a, a fruitful and productive society. So Uganda was hailed by the United Nations as an outlier that didn't care about human rights. They said, no, we care about human rights, but we we actually care about uh, biblical rights. And now they have uh, outlawed transgenderism as well. They've outlawed it, and, and people are having fits everywhere. South Africa, which has compromised and submitted to communism for a long time now. It's why it's always breaking out in fights and, and stuff like that. Because once you succumb to communism, let me help you. i got to take a break. All it's about now is power. It's not about humanity. It's about power. Communism is a conflict narrative between the haves and the have-nots, and many of the have-nots see no way out but other than to beat down their own people so they can get a little piece of the pie from the haves. This is dog-eat-dog socialism at the darkest levels. This is where you and I are today. Got to wake up, too, because the battle is not about fighting, at least a carnal warfare, but a spiritual one. Having dialogue, conversation, engagement, debate, healthy, civil, noble debates with men and women about what's right. That's what we got to get to. We got to take the mic back from the left, from the extreme left, take the mic back and sit people down and just have conversations. We can work it out. We can work it out. You know, as the old saying, go, we can work it out. We can work it out ourselves. We do not need the government. We do not need the media to do this. Sound like Rush Limbaugh now, but it's the truth. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are the first segment almost up. Time flies when you're enjoying yourself and talking about eternal verities. We're going to work through the phone lines. One line open, one 888 When we come back on the other side, I'm going to be dealing with the correlation of autistic traits and transgender and gender diverse individuals. It's a clear correlation of autistic traits and transgender and gender diverse individuals for which I told you last week, there has been a tampering with the human genome and and people's biological makeup, therefore their psychological and neurological makeup for decades upon decades upon decades with medicines and especially vaccines. And they knew that this would unhinge people from a proper orientation with their own own physiology. They knew this. And and when you when you dislodge people from a proper orientation of your own physiology and then you give them a crazy world with predictive programming like the odd couples 
back in the day or eight is enough or as you guys know many of the programs that were seeded seeded with um alternative lifestyles homosexuals and lesbians particularly homosexuals that was going on in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s they seeded it without and they seeded it within and here we have now um, such a proliferation and burgeoning of children that want to uh, take this course of action, which neither pathway is true. But sadly, because it's the dominant narrative, when you don't know God, darkness is the only choice you have. Let's go to line one and talk with Jermaine from Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Oh, hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, you know, just uh, enjoying the show. I, I just kind of had a question I was curious about. There's so many areas to jump on, but concerning the transgender issue, and I, and I know people who, as quote, made the transition, and, and I do feel for them, you know, I have empathy, but I, I've learned to come at them as human beings and not looking at them as a thing. But I was just curious that, I was curious if a lot of what we see when people prefer to have no pronouns and to be addressed as us and they and we, would I be too far in thinking of like Mark chapter, I think it's five, where Jesus is talking to the demon-possessed person and they use that kind of language themselves. Like, Absolutely not. Of course you got it. You're there. Well, I talked about the um, that, that we verb um, about a couple, two or three months ago, um, Jermaine, um, I talked about that we verb being employed, um, that, that we pronoun, um, we be many, um, when it's dealing with um, uh, the the man with the legion of demons, right? That's the way he expressed that the, the, the demons express themselves in that first person plural form, right? We be many. And, and when you're talking about um, how people are redefining their essential identity today in terms of the uh, proliferation of gender pronouns uh, and and you're marking this term. I think you're on to something at the deeper spiritual level um, that we we quite we're not quite ready to own, especially the Christian church. I talked about this on uh, Friday, because in our Q&A on Friday, you can go back and listen to it. One young man was asking, Pastor, where is um, demonism and and demonic possession uh, in this conversation in our society today? I told him it was a very important question, Jermaine, uh, because the separation between uh, uh, theology and science, which has been going on for many, many, many uh, centuries now, the separation between theology and science has created for our culture such a secular orientation of society that nothing exists in any kind of profoundly spiritual dimension that is real. Most of what your uh, logicians and your philosophers today and your historians and sociologists would say say today, and certainly your psychologists and psychiatrists uh, that would uh, be of a non-biblical orientation is that the notion of demons and spirits and all of that is nothing but folklore. There is no scientific evidence for that. Um, Obviously, that is so ahistorical um, to just whitewash it away as if there's no such things as unseen entities, with the exception of the fact there have just been so many manifestations throughout history of phenomena of that nature occurring. 
It is, again, also for Christians who fall prey to that kind of hyper secular um, uh, relativistic uh, interpretation of the world. Uh, it is for them a, a, a slap in the face because we're talking about the son of God having a conversation with demons. Now, is Jesus nutty? Um, or is the Apostle Paul nutty when he said to the demon to come out of that woman who had the python spirit in, in uh, Acts chapter 13? Was he was he nutty? Was, you know, the Apostle nutty when he said that we have the gift of discernment and the gift of spirits and things of that nature? Of course not. We're just living in a society where darkness has been so capable of giving us a false narrative about their presence that the only time people will see it is if those demons slap them upside the head or if God opens their eyes to what Jesus says, you shall know them by their works. You'll know demons by their works. You'll know the spirit of God by works. You'll know the good angels by works. You'll know the evil angels by works. Everything has a manifestation to it. And so your observation on that level is 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 really key, needs to be fleshed out more. Uh, I'll give you the last word on that. What are What are your further thoughts about it? Um, just that I can see, like, if you look at the world as a chessboard, how a lot of people that play right to the enemy's hands and it's operating on multiple layers, and our children seem to be a focal point of the attack because they're the ones who are you know, incoming generations, so they're going to have a lot more influence and passion in the children than the Internet and social media. And there's even a uh, Christian, quote-unquote, Christian Ouija board game out there now where you can contact Jesus through the board. And... A lot of people are going to go out wearing crosses, Bibles for those kids, and not understand they're, they're unlocking keys to their kids being demonized and having more confusion about the gender or even their very reality. I hear you, bro. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say amen to what you're saying. We'll have that conversation down the line. Chorus, uh, in, in, addition to the departure of a biblical worldview and the prophecy of the Psalms, the wicked shall be turned into hell. The nations that forget God will be turned into hell. Uh, The pit of spiritual darkness opens up in Revelation 8 and 9, the abyss, and the smoke darkens the sun. It darkens the moon. And and the bitter waters um, of humanity um, are experiencing the consequences of these kinds of delusions. And, and certainly um, children are easy passageways for demons to have conversations with and contact them. They will explicitly tell you they see persons and have conversations with them. But you and I have been, again, seeded, S-E-E-D-E-D, with um, the likes of all kind of um, Harry Potter programs that people go poo-poo about but don't realize that they're gateways as well. And that's why our society right now has such a low view of God. The syncretism of dark, demonic witchcraft, even white witches, as they would assert, the syncretism in that of Christianity has been going on in the Catholic Church for the longest um, and and in the evangelical churches that are more Pentecostal in nature that can't pick up on the uh, parody of wickedness when it pretends to be Christian, but it's actually hijacking the minds of men and w- women through hyper emotionalism and demonic presence with all of the normative expressions of demonic control, hysteria, um, hyper emotionalism, anger, uh, depression, uh, major strands of anxiety, uh, the constant vacillation of, of thoughts, 
um, we, what we would talk about the destabilization and therefore the emergence of men and women just being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, ungrounded, unsounded, unfounded, be, be, because they were gateways into all of that darkness. When we played a whole lot of fake church, largely in our Pentecostal churches, as well as in our Catholic churches, they opened the door for that, which we were told explicitly that we are to be uh, children when it comes to evil. Don't engage in it. Be sound in our doctrine and sober in our minds and uh, close the gate to all of those kinds of hyper emotional, childlike, um, silly game playing uh, ventures that opens the door to this type of tragic, tragic normalizing of uh, of entities into our space, like you said. Uh, and it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Thank you for the call. I'm going to take one more. So I'm going to go to line two, right? No, not line two, but line three and talk with Jackie on line three briefly before we go to break. Uh, Travis, I'll get you on the other side. Jackie, are you there? I am, and I'll be really quick. I just wanted to let the listeners know that Las Casitas College is having an arts festival on May 13th, and they're going to have a drag story hour from 2 to 3 p.m. on May 13th, which is a Saturday. So our group will be out there during the hours of 1 to 3 p.m., and we will be peacefully uh, protesting and rallying. So um, if people want more information, they can email the church, or I can provide my email now. You can provide your email. we got enough time. Sure. It's bayarea.against.mandates at gmail.com. Or they can email the church. So this is Bay, yeah, Bay Area, um, Bay Area, Bay Area dot. Uh huh. Against against dot dot mandates at gmail dot com. All right. So, um, yeah, we got to try to do a better job of getting a better call letter on that. Um, but if you guys got that, because you, you can, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll make sure I repeat it one more time. That's going to be on May 13th um, at Las Positas College out in uh, Las Positas, right, right by uh, by the um, San Ramon area, uh, Dublin area. You guys know where that is. And here you go. The stuff they were lying about all the time. Because, see, lying is part of the agenda. No, we're not grooming the kids. No, we're not grooming the kids. I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys that go out and actually have those conversations because it has worked to push that that BS out of uh, the public schools so far. But, you know, you got to put the cameras on. It. You got to put the lights on it. I saw a horrible presentation of this uh, transgender uh, pole dancing, sex dancing around uh, little kids and the parents sitting there listening to it, watching it. It was filthy. And I saw it again with uh, elementary kids. It's going on because the elementary, the public schools are bastions of spiritual darkness, too. I've got to take a break. We'll continue this on the other side. Three lines open. one 367 one We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed we are. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have three lines open. one 367-5329. If you want to get on, on the conversation, one 367 5329 Coming up on May 6th, 
then the 13th, and then the 20th, we're going to do a bonus class. We are doing our generally what is called annual rules of engagement. And it's a marriage series, a marriage seminar, where we go back to the fundamentals and look at what uh, marriage is in the eyes of God and how how much of a blessing it is for the institution of marriage to be honored and to be protected and preserved by a government for the well-being of society. That's one of the things I'm going to emphasize as I speak to the young people about entering into marriage. We'll be dealing with three categories, the young people desiring to enter in, brand new couples, um, and then uh, older couples. We also will be dealing with second marriages and things of that nature as well. Um, the benefits and challenges and blessings. We're going to be dealing with what is called the privileges, problems, and uh, promises of marriage. Privileges, problems, and promises of marriage. And no other time like today is that institution under attack and needs to be robustly defended, defined, and explained. Um, so, yeah, join us at Grace Bible Church on uh, March, uh, May 6, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Great time. A lot of people come out. Good, good food, good fellowship, great Q&A. We plan on doing a number of unique things this time around, so we would love to have you. If you're interested, we need a head count. If you're from other churches, et cetera, call our office or email me. Um, our office number is one triple eight. I'm sorry. That's the business number. Our office is 886 9782. 510 886 9782. 510 886 9782. You can get us at grace-bible.com or during and after marriage. Um, so just come on out and, and be blessed as we uh, as we talk it through, certainly using the word of the living God as the grounds of our, our discourse. Again, the lines are open, one 367 let us go to line two and talk with Travis from Berkeley. Travis, thank you for your patience, my brother. Hello, how you doing? Good evening, Pastor Jesse. Hey, what's up? All right. Oh, I just had a couple of questions. So uh, my first question is, I I wanted to get your thoughts uh, about the uh, passing of Charles Stanley. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Charles Stanley was a uh, he was a solid brother for the most part. He did his best to try to remain um, biblical in his uh, worldview and in his um, in his uh, in his uh, presentation of the gospel. I, 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 I commend him for it. He stayed in the pulpit for a long time. He had to deal with tons of issues around his son, Stanley. Um, I mean, uh, um, Andy Stanley, because he didn't just went way off the deep end, as many of your large churches have. And he, he dealt with that with with dignity. Um, Charles Stanley went through a lot. And uh, and so his passing is uh, something we'll miss. But, um, you know, he did his job. He will face his master, as will I, as will you and many others. And uh, we're, we're in a time where change is, occur- is occurring. You know, uh, our big dog, John MacArthur, you know, he's he's getting super frail, too. Um, we already lost, you know, many, many of our soldiers in the past as as well. 
Um, so uh, we're, we're looking at a new generation of men out there that have not emerged to be central in the evangelical world. I'm afraid, uh, not afraid, just concerned that we're going to have a lengthy period of um, <clears throat> a very weak uh, men who will be uh, vying for positions that uh, that some of our solid brothers have had over the years. And so Charles Stanley, uh, you know, he 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 wasn't as robust as I would have, uh, you know, wanted him to be in terms of the proclamation of the gospel. But he didn't do a bad job. I He operated out of his strength. And I, I thank him for that. He was able to keep his composure and just use scripture for his his uh, for his arguments and his his desire for men to know God. You, you can't ask for more than that and uh yeah so what what's your other question oh so my other question is uh i was just gonna mention that uh tucker carlson got fired <laughs> yeah yeah uh well i don't know if he got fired or quit see so we want to frame right. it right but i did open that up i don't know if you heard me in my opening monologue i did want to uh entertain what that means because that too is a uh, a, a changing of the guards although tucker carlson he, uh, he, you know, he was a he was a, a what is called a shooting star. He hadn't been around long. He rose to magnificent uh, a surgeons over the last three or four years, particularly throughout COVID, because I'm sure you will agree with me. He was one of the main persons willing to push the envelope on the COVID scam. And he was one of the main persons willing to in, uh, invest time with all of the doctors that were censored and criminalized, et cetera, et cetera, that we know also that Fox News, which is owned by the same interest group that CNN and uh, all of the other left shows are owned by as well. So this is what is called planned or controlled uh, conflict narratives where you got your left right uh, debates. This is where I've told us and you hear me say it all the time. Be careful not to fall prey to this false left right narrative politically because it distracts you from the real issues. But as I listened to Tucker Carlson, I saw him, you know, being drawn into the vortex of reality around this uh, pandemic, around the uh, f- uh, fake Fauci uh, authority, around uh, what's going on in the DOD, <clears throat> Department of Defense, and its implementation of uh, the vaccine at, at warp speed, as Trump called it. And his last, um, the thing that probably pushed him over the top was his exposure of the January 6th debacle, which will come out in years to come, too. The left has been really capable of deceiving the masses in America by giving them a false optic. Remember, the cameras are angled just right to make a thing look the way they want it. And people that don't know the Truman story will be blinded by it. But uh, Tucker exposed it. You got the guy who was the head of QAnon being escorted throughout uh, the White House by the uh, security guards. So a lot of that was absolutely manufactured. We know that because the Twitter files have exposed a lot of those cats for being undercover police and the videos have shown them actually 
um, uh, if you will, uh, instigating the events that took place on January 6th, which is a crime. But it won't it won't it won't go. Uh, it won't it won't get corrected by this present administration. Something serious will have to occur in America before we get back to constitutional law and a representative republic for real. We are not that anymore. And one day people will wake up to the farce that we really are. I'll give you the last word on it. Oh, no, that, that, was, that was just my two questions. Uh, that was just it. Yeah, good to see you on Sunday, boy. You know, don't make yourself a stranger. We'll talk soon. Got to take another break. All the lines are open. You can give me a call, one 367 and you and I can expand this conversation. Or if you want to just hear from yours truly, I will unpack it for the next 45 minutes. A lot of stuff to talk about, but I'd love to hear from you. one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. The time is 621. All the lines are open. You can give me a call. one 367 5329 Give me a call. one 367 5329 so that we can have a conversation. Before I go to uh, line number one, I just want to reiterate for our dear sister Jackie, who called in shortly, their website or their email is bayarea.against.mandates at gmail.com bayarea.against.mandates we fought that um, Gavin Newsom had to uh, regrettingly um, retreat from his Chinese style totalitarian concentrap agenda uh, with uh, the mandates because you know it just didn't work And it destroyed many, many lives, particularly at the economic, but also at the sociological level. Um, But there will be a rally now because, you know, this the pandemic was only one of a multiple fronts. The transgender agenda had already been in play, as I told you. It was the next victim group that would be called black. And they're they're on the they're on the horizon now. But a very peaceful rally will take place from one to three p.m. at Las Positas College uh, on uh, May 13th. Las Positas College on May 13th. Um, So a peaceful rally against drag story against drag story. Um, And and why do we have to have those rallies, you guys? Because we're not Florida. We're not uh, parts of Texas. We're not parts of uh, Montana uh, and other places. We're not parts of Idaho. We're not parts of those states where the governor and the the mayors and the the representatives of the people are, are, are recognizing that this is totally inappropriate, particularly for children. Uh, We're not part of that. We're part of 2 Timothy 3, where in the last days there will come perilous times and men will be lovers of themselves, haters of God, fierce. And that's that's where we're going. And and this this will be become much more challenging before it gets better. There will be dark days because um, our our dear brothers and sisters who are human in nature being uh, dragged down this pathway are being dragged down this pathway uh, in many cases against their better judgment and knowledge, particularly the children. 
Grown people, they can do whatever they want to. Just don't make me demand that I agree with you or demand that I I uh, affirm you in terminology that doesn't correspond with reality. That's that you don't have any right to tell me how to express my view of what I see before you as I would not tell you to do the same thing. You are not uh, obligated to call me a um, six foot five uh, Asian person of Asiatic descent when in fact I'm not. Um, we, we don't have a right to alter people's reality at the level of demanding them to call you by what they want to. Now, other people can do that. You certainly can. But but people who don't feel as if you have the right to intrude in their lives, they don't have to. And you should be careful enough to understand that, um, you know, but but that battle will ensue. It certainly will ensue and we'll we'll have to work with it when it gets here. I will say this as I get ready to go to phone lines. We definitely want to be able to do the kind of job as believers that God has called us to, to do, uh, not be afraid not cower, certainly not compromise, but be willing to listen. Because what I am discovering as I am uh, perusing that whole field of uh, sociological manipulation and, uh, and, and, and psychological trauma, as well as uh, spiritual transformation, uh, what I'm learning is that they're not all monolithically given to the same things. Many of the trans people will be much more ambiguous, much more duplicitous, much more um, honest about their struggles and their concerns than more than many of your radical ones. This is true of the homosexuals as well. So you meet people on a per capita basis and you try to you try to hear their story and uh, and then you want to share with them your story. This is how we overcome being trapped by the Marxist false bifurcation of left right narratives because divided we fall in that sense. Um, but if we want to if we want to be able to begin to bridge the gap and be, be maybe a help to those to those people who still have a deep sense in their soul that they need God then we want to be able to help them without compromise. It doesn't appear that the church has been able to do that well enough without falling into the pit. This is what we'll be talking about tomorrow night, Um, saving those with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Um, This is the precarious work of loving people up out of dark, damnable places, Um, but having to be careful to not fall into it ourselves for all kinds of complex human psychological um, quirks that exist within us as well. So I hope that helps you. We'll be dealing with that tomorrow night, Tuesday at Grace Bible Church in Haywood. If you want to join us, Uh, James, on line number one, let's begin to have a conversation before we go to break. Are you there, James? Hey, PJ, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. What's your thoughts? You know, I had two things, and uh, one had to do with the control of that position. The people that are part of the controlled opposition, do you think they know that they're part of the controlled opposition? Most don't, but this is the only way that communism works. Communism works as a set of layers, um, layers of lies. It's layers of lies where they trap people in the. 
in the Ponzi scheme, you know, of of compartmentalizing what they do so that to the degree that the people can do it sincerely, they can be most effective. And, and, and this is what is called plausible deniability at the sector in which they are encased in their own uh, preoccupation, uh, while the higher level ups. Um, this is again, you know, this is your multi-level marketing scheme as well are very clear on what they're trying to achieve. And uh, so people on the ground may not. And and what I'm hearing from many of the people that are invading those camps and trying to have conversations with them is that a lot just don't know. And a lot actually believe the, the they have drunk the Kool-Aid and believe it. Uh, but there are many within them because we just take this on a humanistic level. God does not allow man to walk in so much darkness that he doesn't know what he's doing, that God would be capable of bringing him into a state of judgment when he is called to requital for his actions. So deep down inside, men and women know. So in communities where you are controlled by a litany of lies, your conscience is struggling through cognitive dissonance all the time. But if there's a reward to do it, as we heard last week, it is very hard to get a man to tell the truth when his job is on the line. That's cognitive dissonance that will uh, it will impel him towards doing the wrong, th- wrong thing. This is what um, Brett Weinstein would say is an evil incentive that led this whole COVID scam to ripping off and harming people to the massive degree that it did with the doctors, um, you know, uh, cohering to the policies that they knew were anti-scientific. They knew that didn't have the credible evidence behind it to say those vaccines were safe and effective. This is the same thing going on in, 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 in the media as well. So, of course, it's not possible for us to believe that everybody that's engaged at every level is is explicitly clear about what's taking place. This also means that they are winnable. Now, you already know this because you take Dr. Drew, who is way on the left. He has come to the center. He hasn't come to the reality yet, but he did make an honest uh, assessment and confession that he, he saw Fauci as a god and worshipped Fauci. And now he's having all of the players that, you know, were on, were on our team that we presented from day one. They've all been on his show and he's dealing now he's pressing into uh, global warming, the hoax on global warming. He's pressing into A.I. He's pressing into the economic factors. All of these are elements in the hands of these rulers that are being used to change our world. And uh, he's starting to see it. And this is where you and I have to follow the principle of being patient with men uh, willing to teach, apt to teach, uh, uh, as it were, tearing down every stronghold that exalts itself against the knowledge of the truth, doing it with levels of meekness and patience, because every now and then God grants a man or woman clarity and repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. I'll give you what was that other question you had? Well, I was just noticing the trend a couple of months ago it was Jim O'Keefe yep. and now uh, Tucker so I do have a bit of a concern but I know there are other voices out there they just don't have the platform so that's you know just one of my concerns because people are so gullible they just listen to whatever I mean they believe whatever they hear 
I'm like, okay, we got it. Now, now, got now this is this is a worthy conversation to talk about <clears throat> the Chinese model. One of my Asian sisters, as you know, if you look around at Grace, we got a lot of our Asian brothers and sisters joining us these days because they know what communism and socialism is experientially. And one of the things that I was uh, having a conversation with one of our sisters after church yesterday from 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 China, she said, "Yeah, people in China when they have enough influence." in terms of the media, they disappear. And here in America, we're not killing them, but what we are doing is finding ways to remove them. You know that. And so they will be relegated to um, private platforms, personal platforms, et cetera. But that's all to be expected, uh, Brother James, because the changing of platforms is part of the necessary progress of this change. So we don't need Fox News to be the main orifice of clarification. In fact, it's not. All of these other platforms are doing a, a very good job, and this is all part of battling against the monolith by the many down on the ground. I got to take a hard break. We'll talk about this more. We'll be right back after this break. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. The time is 6.36. We've got room for a couple more calls. If you want to get in on the conversation, one 367 5329 Just so much to think through. The Ugandan parliament votes on an anti-gay bill March 21st, 2023. While South Africa's from South Africans were celebrating Human Rights Day on March 21, Uganda lawmakers passed a sweeping bill that tramples on the basic human rights of uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender Ugandans. Under this bill, sexually active gay men and lesbians could face the death penalty. South Africa's constitution and the protection it provides offers a beacon of hope in this situation. South Africa has led, has the leadership, experience and regional influence to advocate against it and should do so urgently before this bill is signed into law. Ugandan President Yauri Masavani has 30 days since its passage through parliament to sign this bill into law rejected. The Ugandan lawmakers use this rhetoric of defending traditional family values. You notice how to argue the um, article wants to call rhetoric defending traditional family values against foreign influences as justification for this odious law. Now, what the president of Uganda is admitting is that his country is being invaded by foreign influence. Our country is too ignorant to recognize that we're almost fell swoop, completely overtaken. This is why I said in my opening monologue, I really appreciate the wisdom that God gave some African countries, not all of them and not most. But at least the Ugandans know they can look at what has happened to America, Europe, France, the Netherlands. Uh, Australia and Canada, they they can look and see that they have been infiltrated by the World uh, Economic Forum and and by many of the cronies that have bought into this socialist globalist agenda at the level of transforming society up out of a biblical worldview. The Ugandans see it. They see it. They understand that if they capitulate by policies that allow for this practice to occur, It won't happen in a discreet, around the corner, in your own little uh, corner of the world. 
which is the way it used to happen in America. You know, you'd, you'd have your red light district. You'd have the areas where people knew you don't go there if you don't want to see bizarre and strange and wild and perverse things. You just don't go there. But conversely, they did not come to the areas wherein people were operating out of a heteronormative society. And so what you're hearing by this leftist article about what the president of Uganda is doing is called the um, uh, the farce of and pretended concern for traditional families, the rhetoric of defending traditional family values as if defending uh, traditional family values is not only just rhetoric is wrong. But I tell you that God says the purpose of rulers is to know what's good and defend it and know what's evil and defend against it. The purpose for which God raises up rulers is to reward the good and punish the evil. Now, we can have a debate and discussion as to what limits and boundaries a person may have freedom to do what they want to in their own room, in their own house, in their own little uh, uh, cover of the world. You can have that conversation because, quite frankly, this is what it's about. It's about them wanting to be able to do what's happening in our schools and colleges, in our elementary schools and with our kids. They want to bring it full frontal nudity. They don't want anything less because what they know is what I've been arguing for for three years. Propaganda changes your mind. It changes your behavior and now is changing your physical expression. This is why God says men and women need the truth to be sanctified by truth, because the mind is only conformed to the will of God through the truth claims of Scripture. So if you're playing church, you may not have the power to overcome this ubiquitous, relentless, unending propaganda, especially when it's weaponized by government. This is where you and I are today. Now, either you're going to be salt and light or you're not. You're going to be quiet sitting in the corner. Let me see. Let me go to line number four and talk with Elisa before we go to break. Line number four. Elisa, are you there? Hi, Jesse. Thank you. All right, what's Thank happening? You for everything. Um, I watched the James Lindsay. I listened to the uh, the full European uh, Parliament speech. Yes. And I, w- I was very disturbed after it because I already know, I mean, I know all this stuff, but it just concisely puts in what's going on. Uh-huh. And I just was so uh, happy that I had prayer and I just called to God and I said, I know that you will, 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 will do everything to your glory. And in that, what I'm a little bit confused, I don't know if I'm confused because I'm fasting right now or, or what the thing is, is that um, he called in that we have to make sure that we're not, uh, um, we don't get called up to violence. So everything is happening, like in Chicago in the streets, and how we're all going to be one, you know, kind of under fire. Like what's happening in San Francisco right now with the they call the National Garden. Well, that's yep. one of the you know things that we knew was going to happen. They're going to you know get rid of police, which they did, and now they call the National Garden. And then, um, so that's one thing. And also, so Steve went up with he has, he has some best friends that he grew up with. They're his best. They're, they're great guys. They're great guys, but they're totally under the delusion of the, the yeah, experimental the uh, jab, and yeah. don't really know what's going on um, in any way. 
but they're just really good guys. And then when I got back, he was telling me that one of the daughters says, oh, I need to go take a, uh, the wife said, oh, the daughter needs to take a COVID test. She might get sick, be sick. And I asked him, I said, did you, did you say like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even going there? with that and he said no because i just want to keep the peace with them because i don't want to separate separate myself from them um and being the biblical wife instead of me getting all crazy and you know like why you have to i just sat back with it and i understood and i I, like do we do we drop this whole thing with this now and, and fight for the kids or what's our responsibility of being salt and light, but also being our responsibility? So, so I said, if you're not going to say anything to him, you're just letting him, like, die. No, so, you're, you're being a little bit extreme. So, like, go back to um, James Lindsay's presentation to the uh, 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 British uh, European Parliament, which was good. And then the other brother, Faraday, he did a great one, too. I don't know if I sent that one, <clears throat> but he did a the, the Italian brother did a great one, too. They both did a great job. So what what prophetic truth tells us is what's coming. And I've said it before. When God lays out what's coming, he gives us contingencies. And the contingency is if we do the right thing, we can ward off what's coming. This is why we make a distinction between prophetic truth and uh, what would be called fatalistic determinism. So Jesus said, you know, when you see the abomination that makes desolate, take off, go to the mountains. If if it wasn't able to be staved off um, when it gets here, then you then you have moves. Uh, But uh, it was Steve's Steve's position was simply. Um, not one where he, there was nothing needed to be done. If the girl's sick and got COVID, she's sick and got COVID. We don't know if she got the jab or not. Um, if he's not equipped to communicate it, you can't get mad at him for that. We would hope that he would be equipped to to communicate it, but he and you are going to be two different people. And then also at the same time, you got to know what will be the outcome of what you say at that time about about those matters? And, and Steve was just not capable of doing it. And I'm going to admonish you not to not to be calling your husband on the carpet uh, like that uh, in public either, because I know you're trying to wrestle through these things. But all you had to do was talk to me about wrestling through these things, because we all have to find ways to do it right when we're going to do it and and not do it uh, when it's time not to do it. So, you know, there's a time to speak and then there's a time to hold your peace. Those are all difficult tasks, not easy to do. Like you're learning how to be more discreet about how you approach it. That's not easy to do, too. You're not losing your mind and you're not losing your will to do it. But we definitely have to be more sensitive about when is it time to speak up and and when is it not? You'll be OK. You just you got to keep working at, Lord, when is it my assignment to do it? Um, and, you know, don't be afraid about what's happening. There's still plenty of voices speaking out on these matters. And uh, we'll, we'll 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 have clarity on the direction we need to go when it's time to do it. Believe you me. Thank you for the call. I got to take a break, pay some bills and I'll get our last caller for today. And now back to Lifeline. We are the time is 651. Out there. Let's go to line number, I don't know, for Dreama. Dreama, are you there? That's line number three. Hello, good evening, uh, Pastor Jesse. Uh, 
I just wanted to call and tell you that um, I am so thankful uh, for uh, the the messages, you know, that you've been going on a rise, move, and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's particularly this past Sunday, uh, it just pieces just started coming together for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm just praising God, uh, you know, because He's helping me to see uh, and really understand His Word, and that you being an under-shepherd, how you break it down for us, and your humor, and it just helps, because the grace of God is the only thing that's holding uh, me up as a blade, just because of all the things that others have called in over the weeks about family, uh, even my granddaughter, who has been hit and beat up in school, and she's unable to attend school right now, and the schools could care less. It's just chaos. But God knows what's happening. And as you said, the church needs to uh, seek God, pray, and, and He is faithful. He is faithful. And I just thank you, Pastor, and for uh, Grace Bible Church, the family there, because uh, I do work on the weekends, but I'm so thankful for the technology that allows me to participate. And Absolutely. I just wanted to let you know. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. I'll close, close out by just kind of tying some knots in regards to um, James's call, um, Elisa's call, and then Dreamus. Because I remember I, t- I told you guys this about six months ago, if you guys recall, you don't remember his name. His name was called Ralph Barnard. Oh, sovereign grace preacher back in the 40s. And there was a lot of evil going on back in the 40s, too, because, you know, we were dealing with World War um, Two and uh, and the whole Hitler thing. And he says, I want to start a society of the concerned, a society of the concerned, Ralph Barnett said. We need to be more concerned with men and women going to hell. And uh, he would often say that I want to create a society of the concern and uh, good people are concerned. And as I said last week, you can be better concerned when you put faces on these folks, put your kids faces on there. Put your spouse faces on there. Put your parents' faces. Put your nieces and nephews faces on a lot of what's going on. Um, Attacks. Um, uh, capitulating to these different expressions of of uh, secular, carnal, deviated, um, imaginary realities. Put their face on it and then ask yourself, do you care? Because if you care, you'll pray. Uh, and if you if you care, you'll you'll prepare um, to be able to speak a word in due season. Um, and there will always be a, a society of the concern. There there will always be. Pastors ought to be concerned. That's where you hear my concern. Um, There's no reason to live uh, if we aren't living concerned. This is why Jesus says, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for uh, they shall see God. Poor in spirit means you're concerned. I said it. Jesus said in Matthew 5 again, blessed are those that are hunger and thirst for righteousness. Verily, they shall be fed. So we're not on some kind of ego trip here. We're not uh, engaging in the megalomaniac 
um, sort of voyeurism of wanting to subdue people and force them uh, to join our agenda. That's not that. That's not the issue. The issue is God's glory being made manifest in a culture so that it can live in such a way as to thrive and prosper. But we do see the darkness. I see it every day. And so I speak to it. God's word compels me to do it. And I'm going to continue doing it as he gives me grace to do it as the prophets of old have done it. That's just the way you do it. And I know that it's comforting to to you, Trima and others, because we we see that there's nothing you can really say or do often with your loved ones. They don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear it. And so this is where Jeremiah says, I hearkened and I heard Jeremiah chapter seven, and nobody was telling the truth, he said. It broke his heart that the elderly weren't telling the truth. The young people weren't telling the truth. None of them sought God. None of them were willing to stand in the gap. And he was living in the evil day as well. Um, There's no doubt about it. And the two witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, verse four and following, they're preaching in sackcloth and ashes. They're not preaching in gay garments running around, engaging in the celebratory um, foolishness of this world. They're preaching in sackcloth and ashes. Those are the ones that God is going to honor on that last day. People that care, the society of the concern. You got Jackie and the crew out there standing out in front of, of schools wanting to have conversation. They're peacefully protesting. They're peacefully protesting. Because they know once once we are done with protesting, it's persecution next. Once the protest is over, persecution. As you said, Elisa, uh, the National Guards are called in over there in San Francisco because they're acting a fool because they defunded the police. And half of the police are turned. This is Rome. This is uh, communist China. This is Mao Zedong's uh, give me 40 years with your children and I'll turn them into socialists. This happening before our eyes. So glad to tell you too. Because God said in his word, I will do a work in your days that no one will believe, even though it be told you. And we don't want to believe that it's happening to America. But it, but it is. I, I remember the forefathers, my, my, my upline preachers when I was a teenager talking about these dark days of man-centered ideology. They, they apparently did not have any idea about the technology that's actually being used to bring this about. Neither did we, but we know the word calls it a beast, a uh, demonically spirit-controlled system of global significance. That's going to transform our world in ways in which it will be hard to believe. But there's a purpose for the people of God in it, too. You have a purpose here. I do, too. And that is to tell the truth and to love people. Uh, Again, tomorrow night, 630, um, 645, around 7, snatching them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. That's what we'll be talking about. May God give us grace to be able to do that as well. All right right, now, we got to get ready to go. Until then, uh, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord gives you his peace. Till next time, God bless.
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.